who knows what next Thursday is? Anybody? Thanksgiving. Okay, very good. So today I wanted to do a Thanksgiving service. Thanksgiving is, is my favorite holiday for a number of reasons. One of the reasons is that it never falls on a Sunday and it's not a working holiday for us ministers. You know, unlike other holidays that kind of create more work for us, Thanksgiving gives us kind of a break. So, uh, so I look forward to it every year. But, but on the other hand, Thanksgiving is actually, I think, one of the most intensely Christian holidays because the act of Thanksgiving is, the, and the practice of Thanksgiving is, is of the essence and of the heart of what it means to be a Christian. Our text today is actually not a traditional Thanksgiving text. It's Romans chapter 1. If you're familiar with the Bible, the book of Romans starts with bad news and then it gets to good news. But Romans chapter 1 is the bad news where he describes the descent of humanity into utter depravity. It ends with saying people are gossip slanders. God-haters, senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. That's how it, how it ends. But we're going to look at where it starts today. Romans chapter 1, where the descent starts, starting in verse 18. It says, The wrath of God has been revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, here's the heart of sin, the first step of, of depravity, although they knew God, they didn't glorify Him as God or give thanks to Him. The first step, a failure of gratitude, and it led to everything else. You know, we think of Thanksgiving and maybe you think of turkey, maybe you think of football, you think of those pies, you think of uh, trips to grandma's house, uh, planning your moves for Black Friday if you're a big shopper. But Thanksgiving, first and foremost, is a verb. It's the practice of expressing gratitude. And I think it's actually one of the most important and most accessible of all the Christian practices. You know, a lot of things we talk about that Christians ought to do might seem difficult and might, you might be like, well, how do I really do that? But one thing that we ought to know how to do, whether we do it or not, is how to give thanks. And Romans 1, as, as I said, it says that, that all of the problems of humanity, all of the depravity of humanity has as its root, has as its first step a failure of glorifying God or worshiping God and a failure of giving thanks to God. And so the root of all sins, the sin behind all of the sins that we have in the and the cause of all the corruption in the world that we have is our ingratitude towards God. But if that's the case, and the thesis of my message today is the path to restoration, the path to redemption, the path to renewing our connection with God will be the path of expressing gratitude towards God. And so that's what we're going to look at today. Uh, the first thing I want to observe is that, you know, the problem with Thanksgiving, the challenge of Thanksgiving is that it doesn't come naturally. Those of you who are parents know that there's a lot of things that it's amazing kids kind of naturally pick up on from when they're very young you know they naturally cry they know how to swallow they know how to blink they know how to move their 
arms and legs, and you know, and then along the way they figure out how to walk and how to talk. And there's a lot of things that, that are just natural to kids. And have you noticed it's also kind of natural for them to throw tantrums at certain times. And it's natural for kids, it comes very natural for kids to complain about stuff when they don't like their situation. And you know, it becomes natural, you know, what's the first word that kids know how to say and know how to use? No. It's just natural for them to say no. But have you noticed there's one thing that doesn't come natural to kids? Something that you got to remind them to do, something you got to teach them to do, something you've got to got to force them to do sometimes, and that is to say say thank you because it's not natural. Every parent, you know, every parent's gone through the situation, you know, where you work all day and then you go to the store and you get some ingredients and you go home and you cook something up and you serve it to your kids and you're like, oh, glad, glad I finally got all this done. I've been working so hard all day. And the kids are like, oh, we had this last week. <laughs> and, and, and you want to say, do you understand all I've done for you this day? And, and you don't even bother to ask because the answer is no, they don't understand. They got no concept whatsoever. But kids need to be taught gratitude. They don't naturally, you know, they naturally complain, they naturally throw tantrums, they naturally demand things, they're, natu they're naturally dissatisfied, but gratitude is something that does not come naturally, but it's something that kids need to be taught. But it's not just kids. We're all kids at, at one level, and all of us need to be reminded and need to be taught to be grateful to God. You know, it's so easy in life to think of to focus on the one thing, the one area of your life that's kind of falling apart or the one area of your life that's miserable. You know, maybe you're having health problems right now or maybe you're having job problems right now or, or whatever, but, but in the midst of that, sometimes we forget and we lose focus on all the things that we have to be thankful for and all the things that we have in our life that are going well and all of the gifts and all of the graces that we enjoy. And yet the last thing we do sometimes is practice thanksgiving. The Bible says the root of all the sins of humanity comes from our failure to practice thanksgiving. So the path back to God begins as we start to practice thanksgiving. We need to develop the discipline and develop the practice of expressing gratitude and thanksgiving to God to do what doesn't come naturally for any of us. So the challenge of Thanksgiving is it doesn't come naturally. We got to be taught it. We got to learn it. We got to grow in it. The, and the second thing I want to point out is that gratitude and Thanksgiving is actually one of the keys to our mental and spiritual health. You know, one of the things that they found in the recovery movement and the rehabilitation movement is that one of the the keys to recovering from our addictions, one of the keys to recovering from our, our emotional pathologies is learning how to be thankful to things. They've got a, a saying in rehabilitation, you know, that a, a grateful heart doesn't drink, that a grateful soul doesn't use, that if we're grateful, then we're putting up a, a shield and a barrier to our habits of addiction and our, our self-destructive behaviors and our tendency towards, towards, uh, towards self-destructive uh, ways of thinking. One writer puts it this way, the mindset of addicts is, I'm different. 
It's me versus the world, and everyone is out to get me. And these are all common ways of selfish thinking when we're in the throes of addiction or in the throes of using. And it's actually a defense mechanism to protect our erratic behaviors. So how does gratitude help this? It's the opposite of all of these behaviors. One gets to thinking less of self and more of the efforts of those who are trying to help us. It develops humility in us. By cultivating this in addiction treatment and in recovery, we develop a better mindset overall and have a much more positive perspective in life. Gratitude is even backed by studies. Those who practice gratitude are generally happier people. So there's a close connection between our mental health, our spiritual health, and our practice of gratitude in our daily life. And this is true of us who are in the throes of addiction or those of us who have hit rock bottom and are trying to climb out. But for the rest of us who are just kind of falling towards <laughs> rock bottom, this is one of the things that can slow that roll a little bit, something that, that can, can help us maintain our equilibrium. We've got to teach our kids to be grateful. We've got to teach ourselves to be grateful. And sometimes when we're in our most difficult places, when we find ourselves struggling with anxiety, when we find ourselves struggling with anger, when we find ourselves struggling with frustration about the way life goes, one of the things we can do to, to avoid being consumed by that is to develop the discipline and the practice of gratitude. That's, that's something that, that can recenter our lives around the things that matter. A common practice when someone is in recovery or is in rehabilitation is for their counselor or their helper to say, well, go sit by yourself and make a list of things you're grateful for. And one of the things you can start with is, I'm not dead yet. I, can, I have breath. I have, I have a roof over my head. I have food in my stomach. You know, just, just some basic things that you're grateful for and then, and then express gratitude for those things that you have. And so I would suggest to all of you people, don't wait till you're in rehab for the therapist to tell you to do that. You can, this is something you can actually start today, something you can do proactively before the breakdown happens. Make a list of the things you're thankful for and then spend some time returning thanks to God for all of his gifts to you. It's not natural to us, it's not instinctive to us, but it's the key to our mental and spiritual health is, is uh, expressing gratitude. And uh, the third thing I want to say is that when we express gratitude, it's actually something that's deeply personal. Now we're all here in New Jersey, I know some of you are more New Jersey than others, but what is New Jersey famous for more than anything? Taylor Ham. Diners. Well, you know, New Jersey is also famous because this, this, one of the things we're proud of here in New Jersey is, is we're the home of uh, organized crime. And, uh, and, you know, one of the things in, in organized crime is, is, it, is it's not a pleasant business, but occasionally when things go bad in the business, you, you know, someone needs to get whacked, as we say. And, but before you do that, you know, there, there's a polite thing you say before they get whacked. You always say, it's nothing personal. It's just business. Just business. It's nothing personal. It's just business, right? And, uh, and that, that's just a way of taking the edge off of it, you know, before, <laughs> before the bad things happen. But, what, but the thing about Thanksgiving, where I'm going with this, <laughs> if you're wondering, <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> is the, the, the thing about Thanksgiving is it's actually the opposite. 
expressing thanksgiving, expressing gratitude is something that's deeply personal because when you say thank you, you're recognizing the person behind the gift. You're recognizing and you're affirming the relationship that led to the gift. And so, you know, when you're connecting with the person who gave you the gift and recognizing that really life is not about the gifts that we get, but it's about the relationships that lead to the gifts that we get. And really it's those relationships that are much more important than the gifts we get. You know, I think of always, you know, that, that picture of a little kid opening up a, a, a big fancy toy set or train set on, on Christmas day and just being so excited because it's exactly the thing they want. And, and they're, they're kind of jumping around because they, they got the, the present they want. And then, then mom says, you know, that present is from grandma. So go over there and say thank you to grandma. And the, the kid kind of does somersaults all the way across the living room and gives grandma a big hug and says, oh, thank you for the, for the trains or the car. It's exactly what I wanted. So in that moment, what are they doing? The kid is going from the thing to the relationship with grandma or grandpa or whoever it was who gave them the gift. Because Thanksgiving is all about that personal connection. It's about recognizing that there's something more important than the gift or more important than the service or more important than the help. And that thing that's more important is that personal connection that we have to that person. Uh, you know, we're recognizing that there's something bigger than simply the thing that we're getting. And it's, it's that person who we have that personal connection with. And so when we're thankful, and when we talk about being thankful, it kind of begs the question, who are you thankful to? You know, we can thank our friends and family. We can thank our neighbors. You can thank your boss. You can thank, thank uh, other people who, who you're in a relationship with, who you do things for. But there's something you can't thank, you know? We don't thank luck, right? You don't really thank Mother Nature. Uh, you guys remember Star Wars? Uh, in Star Wars, at, at the end of Star Wars, Luke is going into the Death Star, and Obi-Wan speaks to him from beyond. And what does he say to Luke? He says, Luke, use the Force. Remember that? Use the Force, Luke. And, and then Luke, Luke gets centered, uses the Force. He shoots his missile, blows up the Death Star. And then he goes back to the base, to the rebel base, the, the victor, and, they, and the one thing they don't do is they don't have a, a, a celebration where they all give thanks to the force, right? Because you don't, you don't thank the force, you thank a person. Thanksgiving is the most personal of acts, and when we talk about being grateful, we need someone to be grateful to. You don't thank luck, you don't thank Mother Nature, you can't thank the force, you can only thank a person. Abraham Lincoln instituted the modern Thanksgiving holiday in 1863, actually in the middle of the Civil War. He called on the nation to give thanks to God. And, and it's interesting to read the, the full Thanksgiving declaration. It'd be, be good uh, Thanksgiving Day reading for you if you're looking for something. But, he, but in part of it, he says, I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwells in the heavens. Abe Lincoln, as the President of the United States, 
knew that if he was going to have a day of Thanksgiving, it had to be Thanksgiving directed somewhere. It couldn't just be a general feeling of thanks, but Thanksgiving had to be addressed to someone. And he says, so I direct everybody in America to direct their th Thanksgiving to our beneficent Father who dwells in the heavens. Because Thanksgiving is intimately personal. Thanksgiving is all about the relationship. And here's the challenge, or here's the opportunity in our lives. I know we all go through these ups and downs in our spiritual life, in our relationship with God, in our walk with God. But one of the things all of us can do that will make us experience God and make God feel more real to us in our daily life, I think the, the, the quickest way and the most accessible way for all of us, regardless of where you're at in your journey, for you to, to experience God's presence in your life is to spend some time in thanksgiving, to even do like the therapist sometimes recommends you do, just make a list of things you have to be thankful for and then return thanks to God for those gifts, whatever they might be. The root of sin, as I mentioned, the, the source of sin essentially is our ingratitude and the way to reverse the curse begins with us practicing the practice of thanksgiving. So we can personally reconnect with God and personally experience a relationship with God as we make do the practice of thanksgiving, the Christian practice of thanksgiving. And even when you don't feel it, to just uh, do it, to, th to think it through, to express your, your gratitude, and then then return thanks to him. And, you know, this is something you can do as an exercise or as a duty, and then maybe through that, God will show up, God will appear. You know, one of the things that, that's particular about the Christian faith and sets the Christian faith apart is the Christian gospel, which says our relationship with God and our connection with God is not based on what we've offered to God or what we've given to God, but it's based completely on what God has given to us. You know, you think about there's a lot of things that we're not particularly thankful for that we get on a regular basis. You know, you buy something and it's yours, or you earn something and you take it, or you achieve something and you just congratulate yourself, or you feel good about yourself for what you've achieved. You know, if you think you're entitled to something, if you think you have a, a right as a citizen or as an American or as a a resident of this city to something, you think you're entitled to it, then you just demand it. You know, when we have entitlements, we just demand them. But when we receive a gift, then we're thankful, then we're humbled, and then we, re we receive that with, with humility and with gratitude. And, and all you can do if you've truly received a gift is to honor the giver by saying thank you. You know, what's the appropriate response to a gift, it's just to say, thank you. That's, that's the point of gifts. The heart of Christian thanksgiving is to express gratitude to God for the grace of God in Christ. You know, our, our immediate circumstances always vary. You know, our, our health, our jobs, our relationships, our family situation, they have their ups and downs. But to be a Christian, is to recognize that God's love for me as shown through him sending his son on the very first Christmas, his son dying for me on the very first Good Friday, his son 
rising from the dead on the very first Easter. God's, God's love for me and God's grace for me is something that's always true and something I always have to give thanks for. And I can start there as, as, as a prompt to return thanks to God for, for the other things. So God invites all of us to look to him, to take stock of all that we have, all that we enjoy, and to recognize that there's always a reason to be thankful. And when we're thankful, we are on the path to reversing the curse, reversing the slavery, reversing the anxiety, reversing the brokenness in our life as we recognize all that he's given us, particularly through, in and through his son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your great, great grace to us. And I pray that you would help us to see all of your gifts to us and then move us to return gratitude towards you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.